American Independence, July 4th, 1776, versus today. We're going to look at some of the similarities of what was going on back then versus what's happening now. And are there similarities? And is this a civil war or is this a second American revolution? Now, if you're listening to this, you're listening either on Instagram uh, or my podcast. Now, I will always say that from Instagram, you can always go to the podcast directly and finish this up right there through Apple or Spotify, however it is that you listen to podcasts. So I'm also going to be going on Facebook Live. Uh, So give me two seconds while I get that up and running. Alrighty, so we are live on Facebook and... I just want to say first and foremost that this is a very important message. Um, I took some time and wrote out kind of a description for everybody to understand and to see some some really key concepts that are going to correlate the American Revolution in 1776, given the fact that we just had July 4th uh, in 2020. I wanted to relate those two time periods to uh, today or relate the time periods together, basically. And are there similarities, and uh, what are some of the differences? Uh, And so, without further ado, I want to first and foremost address the American Revolution, right? Uh, America today is truly undergoing a second revolution. Uh, Instead of breaking off from England, we are breaking away from globalization. Similarly, there were disagreements between different states and leaders about how the country should move forward. Should we fight for our rights as Englishmen or demand complete independence to become the United States of America? This was the major question of that time. There were a lot of arguments for both sides. It was a very tough battle intellectually. They did not all agree. Ultimately, each state voted to sign the Declaration of Independence, which was written by Thomas Jefferson throughout June 1776 in Philadelphia. Now, I want to point out something, that in the Declaration of Independence, there were altercations to it before it was even signed into being. Uh, Now, this was during the First Continental Congress, where... Really, there were a lot of disagreements. You know, how do we move forward from here? You know, uh, states like New York and Maryland wanted to stay with Britain. Uh, They didn't want to necessarily, you know, um, depart from all of the English culture and the providence that English, um, that England had over them and and things of that nature. So there was a real struggle and, and to be, you know, give them credit they were basically coming from a place of, I don't want to you know, have, be a complete rebellion and then end up in anarchy where we don't know, we don't have a country, we have nothing, we, now we cut off ties from our mother country and now we're, you know, we're, we're over here trying to survive. And one of their bigger arguments was basically, what if we secede? Well, it wasn't the word seceding wasn't that word that was later. Uh, but if we break off from England, then what if another country goes to war with us? What if, you know, France or Spain attack us or, you know, we have disputes between different nations because, you know, there were all these different countries involved in colonizing America during that time. So really, there were fair debates for both sides. Uh, but what was abundantly clear 
was they all had a common enemy. And everyone in the First Continental Congress, even though they disagreed, they at least knew who the enemy was. That was so key. Think about that. They knew who the enemy was. When most people today, they don't actually know who the enemy is. Um, it's actually extremely sophisticated. Uh, and the enemy in this case of today is portraying the friend of certain tribes, certain um, sections of the population, and they're warring us all off against each other. Because the reality is that the enemy of today is very few, very few. So they have to masquerade themselves as a population of people, as a group of people. But in reality, there's only very few bank cartels uh, and globalists, essentially, that exist. So they have to basically foment their own uh, setting of humans, of people who are doing their bidding, but thinking they're fighting the establishment. That's very key to understand because it's like, oh, well, everyone's fighting white power or this is whatever that is that the new the new rage of the day is. Right. Well, just realize that there's only a few bank cartels. There's not very many, but they own the majority of the world's wealth. That's not a communist ideology. That's just what's going on in terms of bank cartels printing money, yada, yada, which I'll get to. But they have to literally create a, a, a fervor, a PR, a campaign, if you will, of people to believe BS in order for them to popular come to this a popular opinion that what the bank cartel wants is what they want to. Think about that. Think about that right there. They are getting people to actually believe and adopt a mindset that is serving the very controllers, the very establishment that exists. So that's the beauty of this complication with, with everything going on today, uh, where in, in, you know, with Great Britain, there was clearly a British people. There was still an English Isle, if you will, where there were English people with English newspapers and magazines and books. And, and there were an actual, it was an actual war of peoples. So that makes the most sense for people to understand. Whereas in today's world, there's very few bank cartels. There's very few uh, names. There's names. There's there's organizations, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but there are definitely some some. There are names to put on paper. There's a, a select group of people, but there's only a few of them. So I wanted to break that down first and foremost. So the the first Continental Congress and all the congressmen uh, representative of each state, the thirteen colonies during that time period, they definitely did not all agree. Okay. So I'm going to continue reading from a statement that I actually wrote down, uh, which you can actually see in the description in the podcast if you're listening there and also in the description in my Instagram post. So anyway, I'm just reading from it because of the podcast and the audible version of it. So today we are declaring independence from the creations. This is very key. The creations of the bank cartels which are but not limited to. So this is not all of the bank cartel, but this is their creations. This is what they've established. Okay, watch this list very closely. You can look up this list. You can look up the history of every single thing that I say right now, and you will see that it leads back to one or two or three individuals or organizations that have been running the world for, for generations. Okay, so watch this. These are the organizations. I'm going to list them out for you. The United Nations. 
the World Health Organization, which Trump just pulled out the U.S. out of the World Health Organization yesterday. Okay, this is the revolution that we're experiencing. The World Bank, the Federal Reserve fiat currency, the International Monetary Fund, the Council on Foreign Relations, look up that, the Atlantic, which is a media publication. It's basically a globalist mouthpiece if you want to read what they have to uh, say about certain things. The Paris Climate Accords. The World Trade Center, or the World Trade Organization, I apologize. NAFTA, which is the trade agreement between the U.S. and Canada. We pulled out of that, right? The European Union, okay, that was Hitler's plan. He actually drew the European Union symbol. Hitler drew the European symbol. You think you think he wanted Germany to be all of you think you think he wanted Europe to be all of Germany? He knew that was never going to be possible. He knew that they they had to make a union. That's what he wanted to create. So anyway, not going to get into too much history there, but just know that. Just know that Hitler made the European Union. He knew that he would establish it, and it is the King of Luxembourg. He's still the King of Luxembourg today. His name is uh, Jean-Paul Juncker is the head of the EU right now, uh, and he is a Nazi. Yeah, Nazi. Not only is he a Nazi, actually, he's a, uh, he was the Junker bomber. So he was like the, the family of Germany, like similar to Boeing would be today in the United States and the military. Think about that right there. Jean-Paul Juncker is the great grand, or is the grandson of the Juncker family, which built military weapons and bombers literally named a bomber in his name the Junker bomber which was used by the axis which was used by the nazis in world war ii that's the european union so just to give you some that's like nobody knows that stuff like now they're figuring it out in the uk that's why they pulled out of the european union just to give you an idea now the ford foundation so look up the ford foundation look up all of their different documents as well the rockefeller foundation the Carnegie Endowment, the Chinese Communist Party, etc. So there's a lot of different factions that make up what the bank cartel is up to. They have different organizations with different purposes and different ideas for the world. Uh, but overall, they all collectively agree on a lot, right? Obviously, because they're made from the same uh, seed, if you will. So that's what that's what our we're declaring independence from these organizations. We're we're done. With these organizations and the bank cartel, the droppings of the bank cartel, we are done with them. Do you understand now? We are done with those things. We are moving forward, okay, from that. So, these banking cartels or globalists, as they label themselves, understand, this is themselves, have slowly eroded our freedoms since the end of the American Revolution. From the establishment of the first bank of the United States by Alexander Hamilton, which Jefferson argued against, just by the way, to the second national bank after the War of 1812, all the way to the establishment of the Federal Reserve Bank in 1913. Since these banks have dictated fiscal policy and printed fiat currency in the U.S., we have been building up their vast wealth and doing their bidding all over the world throughout history. 
There have always been patriots in every generation that have tried to fight against these big bank policies and foundations, but to no avail. Some victories have come along the way, but with short gains. So really, there's a rich history to the establishment of these bank cartels. And as you can see behind me, there are certain books. Uh, I'll be changing up that bookshelf, but just to give you guys an idea, right here in Killing Uncle Sam, that book, okay, that one established exactly how America was destroyed, okay? It, it goes over how America was manipulated and destroyed. This is more of the medical tyranny, which is the second series to this book. Both amazing, very empowering books. A lot of information. You can go down a rabbit hole there, but it's very bite-sized. And I've actually got people who are now reading those books based off my recommendation, which I think is absolutely wonderful. Um, they, are, they are easy reads um, and you can just follow along. It's a very interesting story. It is the story of the world, essentially. So it's how we got where we got today. Now, uh, this second uh, American Revolution happening now is different. It is because of the bank cartel's decision to utilize the USA as the world police to do their war fighting. We now have all the military power in the world. China is the political and future economic engine for these bank cartels, just to give you some reference. It was set up that way. So now that the people in the U.S. and all over the world are waking up to this history and the current state of affairs we are in, we can revolt against it. This is what we are doing now with the rise of American nationalism. Nationalism isn't a bad thing when our nation is founded on principles in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. If you haven't read the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, you really should read those things and come to that fundamental understanding and clarity that what was written in 1776 and later in 1783 and 84 and 85 is the foundation of a pro-human future. Reread that stuff and understand that nationalism based on those principles is a good thing. It is a good thing, okay? If our nationalism was rooted in horrible concepts and ideas that were disempowering to humanity, then that would be a bad thing to put it simply. So I'm gonna help you understand. If, if nationalism was like a, the Nazi fascism of Germany, where they Im Im embedded different concepts and ideas about the world and Jews and blacks and all these other things that the, that the Nazi fascist regime established as nationalism, that's different nationalism. That's a bad thing, right? They had a pride in their country, which is fine. That's national sovereignty. But that nationalism was established and embedded in disempowering things to humanity. That's why they caused problems. What we're doing here in our form of nationalism is empowering the world. Notice how our revolution inspired later the French Revolution, the Mexican Revolution, the Indian Revolution, and just so many other revolutions that happened from the break of colonialism, which was essentially the break of the few 
and the aristocracy of that day, the, the feudalism of that day, the, the king and queen concepts, and broke the back of that and created a fundamental constitutional republic. Okay, think about that. That was a revolution in that time period. And it's crazy that today that would be still considered a revolution. Okay, so just think about that. Now, the establishment has clear goals that they themselves write and talk about openly. It's no secret or conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy facts. It's true history that no one is taught on purpose. If you're curious about where they speak about this, then message me. And I do implore you to message me and just ask me, hey, what can I do to, to read up or learn about who is running the world? Like who's really running the world and how they're running the world today? Not just in throughout history and what they've done in the past, but literally today. What are they doing? What is their goal? What are their what are their messages? Uh, and if you don't want if you don't, you know, or if you don't want to look too far, um, just watch CNN or MSNBC. And in some cases, Fox News as well. These are places that you're going to find enemy propaganda. Anything that's on these networks is very surface level. That's kind of what they want you to, to look at. But there are really deep rooted concepts that you have to actually seek. You have to actually go and find them. You can't just watch the news and just get these surface level concepts that they want you to fight about and then try to formulate an argument about it and then go out there in the world and try to argue that. That's not – that's going with the system. That's what I'm trying to say to everybody here is following with the system. I do – I poke fun at the system. I've, most people on my Facebook can see that I do upload and post stuff that I think is hilarious and I think that it's, it's, it's provoking – I'm a provocateur. I'm just provoking the thoughts that people should have based on what I'm already reading for the establishment. I, I'm already way ahead in terms of what they're trying to do, where they're trying to take us, and it is not a fun place. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. It is not a fun place. So, now, the faster that we grasp the real history of this in our minds and who's responsible for the evil things in the world, then we can sustain an action plan to rise against them. Now, I say sustain because there are wonderful people and concepts who have paved the way to fighting tyranny. One being the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. But later, the workings of a, um, gosh, you know, like there's so many different authors and writers. I mean, Rodney Howard Brown being one of them um, and Napoleon Hill being another person. And um, gosh, I'm looking for another, I'm trying to, the top of my head. But there are so many different people who have established amazing things. LaRouche as well got put onto him recently. Um, but just so many different people have paved the way. So I say the word sustain. We are sustaining an action plan. Sustaining an action plan. We are already in action. This is already, you just need to jump on the train and realize what's going on so we can move forward. There's already, uh, uh, you know, there, there's already action plans there laid out. And I'm actually going to be getting more into action plans. Like, what does that even look like? Um, and I'll be talking about this more and more later on. But here's the deal we're already sustaining that. All right. And now, <clears throat> That's what the founders in the First Continental Congress knew very clearly. The common enemy was Britain. 
this is key, how to deal with the threat was up for debate. So think about it. The First Continental Congress was meeting and debating and arguing over things that we should do and how we should move forward and all this stuff, right? But at least that gathering of people had a common enemy. Everybody knew who that common enemy was. And that at the time was Great Britain. How they handled it and what they did to solve the problem, that is, you know, that was something that, you know, they were having to figure out. They were having to really work it out, right? So that's the difference between then and today. In today's world, people are literally just falling right into the trap of what the establishment wants you to think and wants you to believe. That is the most insane part of this entire thing is that we we don't have a common enemy. And so people are not realizing. But by reading just these two books, okay, and then others, including The Financial Matrix, again, there's so many books to read, but by just studying and reading, you'll understand who the common enemy is. And if we understand that, then we can really get a move on. You know what I mean? We can really get a move on. Uh, but until we get there, we're still going to be banging the head against the wall and fighting each other, divide and conquer, when in reality, we need to be coming together, right? Now, <clears throat> right now, it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on. What matters is that you know we have a common enemy and that there are business titans, industry titans, politicians, influencers, and musicians who are aware of who that enemy is. They are waiting for the public to discover who the common enemy is. They don't know if the fight is worth it because people are still programmed by the establishment propaganda. This is very key. There are good people in the world, okay? There are people in positions of power that are actually fighting for good, okay? There are politicians. There are business leaders. There are different people in different parts of our sectors, of our economy, and in the way the world works. There are good people. So to, to just blatantly say that everyone in, in a structure of power is bad um, and we're, we're against the power structure and stuff like that, that's misaligned and miscalculated. Uh, because if you destroy a power structure, then you have to rebuild it. Um, and I can tell you right now, the IQ of most people who want to destroy the patriarchy and the system right now is pretty fucking low. So we can't have people who are destructive in their minds who want to destroy the, the system, try to rebuild. That's just not going to work. They're, they're, they're idiots. You have to understand that there are already action plans and systems in place that can build us going forward. Uh, there's already things that are there. There's already great people. And so what I mean by that there's already great people and that they're waiting for the public to wake up, that is very true. They are waiting for the public to wake up. A lot of these people are some somewhat cowardly even. They don't know if the public is ready. Uh, but I can see now through COVID and, and, and Trump and the last uh, this, this election, all these other things that are going on all over the world, 
I believe that there are people in positions of power that are seeing where the wind is blowing. That's all I'm going to say. They're seeing where the wind is blowing and they're going to try to get they're going to try to get on that their sails turned in that direction. But if the public is so stupid, falling into race war and scared of a virus and all this stupid crap that people are they're getting into and buying into wholesale, it puts people in power um that in a in a in a very delicate position because they think that you're an idiot and so then they can't move forward on freeing you freeing you from your own enslavement they can't move forward because we have to go we have to just keeping two steps forward one step back we just keep having to address the problem again and hey no those are the bad guys remember remember those are the people who want you enslaved and want to kill you it's like we have to re- repeat that and then and then the public is like Okay, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, now I'm now. Oh, thanks for letting me know. And then we go along, and we're going along, and then they fall into another pit, and they they fall in for another BS. You know, it's like the same thing. It's perfect to explain it with this COVID, and then the race war. Like it's so perfect because it was COVID. Everyone was scared. I was scared. Everybody was freaking out. As we learned more about it, I saw the public waking up, seeing the vaccination stuff, seeing all that. That was really good awakening. That was overall beautiful. And, and, and I saw that, oh my gosh, people are waking up. People are debunking everything. People are really getting rid of the idea of, of a forced vaccination and uh, the concept of being sick and not taking control of your own health and all that broken, stupid mindset about viruses, right? So we were getting out of that and I'm like, oh my gosh, beautiful. And I see the same people who were waking up to the virus, who were like, yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is crazy. They go into the race war and it's like just another 180. It's the same playbook. It's like the establishment is literally just going from one play to the next. And it's like I'm Tony Romo on the in the in the, in the yeah, only men men will get this I guess but people who watch football it's like I'm over here like yo they're in formation like they're going to throw this pass you know it's like I can read it I can see it and then the same people who were waking up to COVID and realizing it's kind of a hoax and it's a real virus but it's a hoax and it's kind of weird and da-da-da. there's an agenda whatever right those people waking up to that they just fell right into the race war crap and they put a black square on their Instagram. That's when I'm like, okay, wait a second. No, no, no. The same people are trying to divide and conquer you. They're the same people behind the medical tyranny. They're the same people. They're the same people. They're the ones who released COVID as a bioweapon to create this hysteria, to create the shutdown of the economy. Those people that we don't like, that we all agreed with, that we're like, no, no, those are bad. That's medical tyranny. That's bad. Those, all of a sudden... The, the race war comes up and it's the same people coordinating like puppets. The same people are, are doing the same thing. They're just throwing in a race war. It's just a different topic and everyone jumps onto it. And it's like I'm just watching the public go into this madness and I'm like, wait a second, dude. We agreed a week ago and now we disagree on this. But don't you understand that the same people who are propagating all that, they're, 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 doing, both, they're doing both of these things. They're responsible for both of these things. Was there a real virus? Yes. Is it, are there real racist pockets in America? Is, is America the greatest country in the world for any other person of every other color? Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear of another country that's better than America. I'm just still waiting to hear by, from anybody who's who, who have messaged that. Where is a better country? So again, are there real problems? Yes, there are real problems no matter what. And the establishment, the bank cartel, on record as a part of their playbook are literally 
using real things to manipulate the public fall right back into crap. And it is just absolutely astonishing. So I want to just mention that. I'm going to mention that even later on here, but I'm actually going to continue reading from this. So we're waiting for the people to wake up, right? And I want to mention this. Sadly, some leaders in our country, and I do say leaders because there are people who are leaders and and, and stuff or just in places of power. Let's just put it that way. Some leaders in our country today from everywhere, so from Hollywood, media, just from everywhere, have decided to consciously or unconsciously side with the enemy because the public is still so dumbed down and manipulated. They've essentially given up or the contrary of that is that they are consciously committed to the enemy cause. And I want to say that almost on a spiritual level, that they are spiritually committed to the destruction of a pro-human future. That is what we're dealing with. So we're dealing with leaders and business titans. We're, we're dealing with Nike, who has slave factories in China, which that's huge PR problem for them. Massive. Their public relations is on fire, right? Nike, PR problem there. But then they donate to Black Lives Matter for clout and a PR success. I mean, and then they give money to Colin Kaepernick. Don't you understand the pure, on-its-face hypocrisy of Nike? If you understand that, then we're getting ahead in things. If you cannot compute that, then we got. I got to leave you behind. You're literally just you're you're falling behind. Chinese slave factories, but they donate to BLM, so they're perfect. It's just trash, is what it is. And so until you start waking up, dude. You're not going to be in a place of empowerment and you're not going to be promoting a pro-human future. I'm just letting you know that. So with that being said, there has been a counteroffensive. This is the counteroffensive to our awakening. Just as we've been uh, begun to pull out of bank cartel policies and programming, they launched COVID, race wars, economic destruction, worldwide uh, starvation, and political warfare. This is a part of their easily understood playbook, as I mentioned earlier, but just remember it took another seven years to win the American Revolutionary War after the Declaration of Independence was signed. Think about that. Just signing your name on the Declaration of Independence, that doesn't mean you have victory. That, that was the beginning of a war. So it was seven more years of war, guys of back and forth battles that could have been, each battle could have been decisive to ending the war on either side. I mean, we are in a war. And so like, you know, anything can happen right now. Anything can happen. And, and by history standard, America wins. Good wins. But we, but we have to stand up. People have to die. Like the way the American Revolution was, there's going to be people who have to fight uh, and, and right now we're so lucky that right now it's a political and informational war, not necessarily a physical one. How lucky and blessed are we that I'm able to come on the internet. I mean, before I'm banned off Facebook, maybe one day, but it's like, I'm able to speak to everyone here off of Facebook and a podcast and through Instagram and everywhere else. And so I want you guys to get that. And so we are in another revolution. And I mentioned this here that... This is not a civil war. I know I mentioned that earlier this week on my Facebook. 
But it's not a civil war. I've come to a come to a different level of clarity after that turn of July 4th. I think there was there was something spiritual about July 4th, 2020 that really turned into the fight. Like this is the fight. This is the fight for America and a fight for the future of a pro-human future, right? And so it's that concept that's going to move us forward. I realized that we weren't in a civil war because a civil war means that the establishment has won. Think about that. A civil war means the establishment has won. So no, we're in a second revolutionary war. We're, we're, we're going through the battles. We all we have a common enemy, no matter where you are on the political aisle. Honestly, to be honest, at this point, the Democrats are just committed communists. Committed communists. If you believe in communism, mean that's a good thing, then that's your own deal. That's your own deal. That's your own problem. But just know that the, the, the faster we agree on that, the, the, the better off we are. And the Republicans have good concepts and they have well-meaning uh, in some ways, not in all ways. They're kind of war hawks in some cases and they still want war. Uh, but the Republicans on average are just weak. Um, they're very, very weak. You have like a Tom Cotton and a Ted Cruz who are on the Republican side of the political aisle. They are strong. They're strong leaders and they're, they're better off. Um, but the Democrats, I can't point to anybody, literally anyone on the Democrat side that's leading in a pro-human future anymore because they're all ousted. You know, we had a DA in San Antonio, Nico LaHood. He was an amazing DA. He was a Democrat. And he even says that the Democrat Party left him, that it's become a socialist communist party, not the party of JFK, not the party he grew up living in. And so again, I, the only person is Tulsi Gabbard. This is the only person on the Democrat Party. She's the Hawaiian congresswoman. She's got an anti-war stance that makes sense. She's got a lot of great policies. She's young. She looks good. She's she's a cool person. The only every other person on that side of the aisle just kind of sucks, or is either stupid, old, or just committed to America's destruction. That's the key, and so we have to realize that. And going forward. We have to all come together and realize that that common enemy is the bank cartels and that we are just being convinced to do their bidding in the information war that we're in and the political war that we're in. And that's not fair to all of us. And so that's the message I wanted to share today. I really just you know appreciate everyone who's tuning in right now. You guys are an absolute blessing. Leave some comments, reviews. Um, love your energy. Everyone here is absolutely phenomenal. Anyone who listens to me, especially if you listen this far, definitely you're awesome. Uh, I'd love to have a message with you. I've been getting on the phone lately with a lot of people. So there's that aspect of, of my life that's going on. So if you want to build a personal relationship with me, I'm definitely open to that as well. So other than that, you guys are a blessing. Thank you. You guys have a great rest of your night or day if you're listening to this tomorrow or wherever you're at. Uh, but you guys have a good one. Peace.